0: Welcome home. You're listening to the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and Friends. Dr. Sammy and Friends are resting this week and will return next week. Dr. Sammy D. Kim is a Harvard-trained ethicist and co-founder of 180 Church NYC. He is a Yale Hastings Scholar at the Yale Interdisciplinary Center for Bioethics and the Hastings Center, where he explores the inequities surrounding health, immigration, and social policies, along with professional burnout. He is also a regular contributor to Christianity Today. For more information, please visit his website at samdkim.com.
1: Andy Williams, in his iconic Christmas song, it's the most wonderful time of the year, really captures the moon cheer, and the sentiment of the holidays. When you hear words like, there will be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and paddling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. And when you hear jingles and music that really lighten up a celebration of the festivities of Christmas, really fall into that spirit. Our family loves it too. It is the most wonderful time of the year, but perhaps no one loves the festivities more than our son, Josh. He is Frosty the Snowman, bringing good cheer, prancing and dancing all around the house. In fact, I remember David One Christmas, he kept saying, I just love Christmas. I love everything about Christmas. I love making gingerbread ginger man. I love making cookies with Nathan and mom. Dad, you should really join us with that. <laughs> I looked at him, and so, as any good father would, or maybe a boring one, you be the judge. I said, Josh, do you know what the prefix of Christmas comes from? And he looked at me, because he continued. I said, the word, the first word that makes Christmas. And then he looked at me, and he said, Dad, of course, sons think they know more than anything, their fathers know, said, what does that have to do with anything? I think that's a good picture of being drunk by the benefits of Christmas, but forgetting the reason for the season. Yes, it's okay to be merry and make a merriment with the greatest news ever. But if we don't keep Jesus at the center of this epic move of God in in, in the incarnation, in his birth, then we're no better than wedding guests who become so drunk, they don't know whose wedding they're attending. Jesus must be at the center of this, all the festivities, the epicenter, the central figure. Because if we don't, it will be transactional, not transformative. And the truth is, the world becomes poor and our spirit becomes poor because we become, what, self-focused rather than honoring the gift, the ultimate gift the Father has given us in His Son. The maiden God being with us. The greatest present was His presence. God gave us Himself. And the, in the culmination of the Adventist, what we see is God giving the greatest gift of all. In the Emmanuel, in the Incarnation. So today, I want to really focus on how we can keep Christ at the center of Christmas. How we can honor Him on his day. So let's go to this passage, and we'll learn how to do that. So see you in a bit.
0: Hello. Today's scripture is from the book of John, chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. That is the word of the Lord.
1: Alright, so in the beginning we asked a question, how do we keep Jesus at the center of Christmas? Well, the first lesson we learn from John 3.16 is to remember the extent of his sacrifice. Yeah, to remember the extent of his sacrifice. A lot of people miss and only think of sacrifice on Good Friday when cosmologically speaking, God, who is omnipotent in the Incarnation, becomes finite. Who, who has preeminently always been larger than the universe and outside of time and space becomes finite human. <laughs> a lot of us don't like being human sometimes, right? We're trying to operate high in, on a higher level than that sometimes, which costs us so much. We've seen the burnout rate, the mental health, suicide ideation, right? With even physicians burnout being at over 51%. And many maladaptive vices taking over the field of medicine. And we see um, suicides in millennials and, and Gen Z being at an all time high. Being human has so many limits. So imagine what that feels like. For someone that was outside of time and space and outside of limits, becoming ultimately limited by the human body. So we think that Jesus sacrificed his life 33 years later for this birth. But if you really want to think about it and, and spin it around, the greatest sacrifice was made in his infancy. In his loss of autonomy. <laughs> Just this past week I stopped by our creative director's house to get a haircut for this Christmas service. I, had, I haven't gotten one um, for about six weeks or something like that and it was really looking bad and I didn't want to you know scare you <laughs> watching. And he told me uh, as I was going to his house for a haircut and he said, doc when you come please text me when you arrive because why because he had a newborn ellie she's beautiful Um, the best baby ever (laughs) best prior ever and and all parents know and all singles who don't know about this have no sympathy but parents know that if their baby wakes up from nap time they are excuse my french screwed (laughs) for the next hour or two they will be trying to soothe that baby back to sleep and it will be a nightmare and why do parents what do they fear they already lose so much autonomy they have to sacrifice everything about their life especially during covid when you're stuck at home and that's why postpartum for mothers especially come to be you you feel like subject to the baby and now you feel just like an object almost a cow a feeding machine. And that loss of autonomy brings, studies have shown, such depression. And so he texted me twice and my wife was telling me too in the car, don't ring the doorbell. And I said, I won't, I won't. Because auto- the loss of autonomy. Can you imagine that the king of the universe who had no limits gave up complete Autonomy. Me, I when I when I fly, I get the aisle seat because I hate being in the middle seat or even the window because I don't like asking people when I have to use the bathroom. Please, can I pass you by? Because the the loss autonomy. I mean, for me, I pay extra money to get upgraded so I don't have to trouble others because I like my autonomy, and that might be the greatest miracle. Right? And For most of us, when we reflect on Mother's Day or Father's Day, why we honor our parents is because what we remember the extent of their sacrifice. Now, I, I tell you the truth. I think of my mom. I, I'm always in tears. Is I think about her sacrifice, which I didn't fully understand when I was when she was alive. I think about the day and night that she worked to give me a better life, to let me live my purpose. Every achievement in my life. Every goodness goes back to her. It's the extent of her sacrifice. And I want to honor her with my life. And so for Christmas, the question is, do you remember what the gift cost? When the text says, the father who God so loved the world, he gave his only son, it wasn't just a gift. It was free for the recipient, but it cost everything for the benefit. The cost was the loss, complete loss of autonomy. So his sacrifice didn't start on the cross or at Gethsemane. It started at birth. Being confined to human flesh. Living like us. Suffering like us. Being hungry like us. And that's why Jesus can sing because he understands every sickness, every part of temptation, every of the anxieties we throw on life that's Christmas Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, he sacrificed his autonomy so that he could understand us, so he can soothe us in our pain, and today wherever he might be that's what we need to remember by Christmas that this infant in a manger is perhaps the greatest miracle ever infinite space becoming part of finite space Amazing. Let's worship the Lord today. Remember his sacrifice and live a life worthy of that calling. Amen. Okay, so in the beginning, we asked how do we keep Jesus at the center of our festivities in this holiday season? The center of Christmas. Second lesson we learn is we need to share his story. What better way than to keep Jesus at the center than to retell the story of the Incarnation. story of good tithing. The hope for humanity in the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. So let me ask you a question. Have you shared Jesus with a friend, family member, not? that need to be reminded that the U.S. economy is dependent on Christmas. Not only that, just give them presents to appreciate them, that you love them. Did you share the story of Jesus with your children? Did you share the story of Jesus with your friends? The Billy Graham Center said that 89% of secular elites or non-religious people are interested in gospel conversations if it's important to their friends. It's a culture of invitation, meaning people are interested to hear why something is important to you. What better way to worship Jesus on his day than to share him with others, share the ultimate gift with others. And it reminds me of how Charlie Brown's Christmas became that very model, an evangelistic model of telling the story and the meaning of Christmas to a national audience in America, and where a lot of producers felt like it could be a huge miss 55 years ago, it became a beacon of sharing the gospel with the whole world. It has been now running for 55 years and will run again this year on ABC. And there was a producer named by uh, named Lee Mendelson, who just produced a Grammy Award-winning. Uh, documentary on Willie Mays, which many people at that time considered one of the best baseball players in the world. And as he was driving during the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, kayaks, uh, had an idea to make a documentary about the worst baseball player, which he imagined to be Charlie Brown in the Peanuts comics. And he called Charles Schultz, who is the creator of Charlie Brown, Linus, and Snoopy, in the Peanuts comics and asked him, hey, would you want to do a story about a Charlie Brown's Christmas? And his idea was, Charlie Brown would be the the most terrible baseball player, but he would try to get a Christmas tree and it would be the poorest, ugliest, smallest tree, the saddest tree ever. And he thought it was hilarious. But Charles said, if we're going to do a Charlie Brown's Christmas, we have to tell the actual meaning of Christmas, or there's no point of doing it. And Lee said, are you sure? That that won't have the widest appeal. I mean, come on, we could have jazz music, Linus, Snoopy. It would be you know, great. I think it will do really well. And Charles wouldn't move. He said, the meaning of true Christmas has to be told. And a passage from Luke must be read. And Linus ultimately reads that.
2: He shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men.
1: When they aired it, it was the most popular show in Christmas that year. And now it's been running for 55 years, Charlie Brown's Christmas where they tell the actual actual Bible passage. In writing about Peanuts, special in the manhood for amateurs, Chaobun, a self-described Jewish liberal agnostic empiricist shared, I still know that chapter and verse of the Gospel Luke by heart, no amount of subsequent delusionment with the behavior of self-described Christians or with the ongoing progressive commercialization that in 1965 had already broken Charlie Brown's heart, has robbed the central miracle of Christianity of its power to move me the way any truly great story can. A noted agnostic critic was moved by the reading of Luke about the meaning of Christmas, of a savior being being born in Bethlehem. Some critics said that Linus, the, the cute kid with always holding his blanket as the security, said that Linus, in his reading of that portion of scripture, compares to actors reading a line from Hamlet, the Shakespeare People were so moved, and I think why Linus's sharing of the gospel, the reading of that passage was so powerful, was because his innocence and the meaning behind his heart of sharing the true meaning brought its power. And folks, the gospel comes through the lens of our personality and our lives. If you share sincerely in a letter, in a card, in a conversation, so many people to know the reason for the cycle. So would you, after this broadcast, share the gospel with someone, one, at least one person, a family member, a friend, and invite them to tune in to hear the gospel with you? That's how we can keep Jesus at the same time. Amen. So as we pray, will you lift your hands and let's sing this song. And make much of Jesus together today, glorified by Him. Amen. Right now. love of God holds you and they will share it with many. Jesus come. amen God bless you go in peace
0: Hi everyone my name is Minyang I'm a member here at One of church and we're so glad that you were able to attend today's service with us. Um, there are a few community news that I'd like to share with you all. The first announcement is about our tithes and offering. We want to remind all of our members here at 180 Church to keep God in the center of your life, which includes your finances. You guys can do so through the online payment methods shown on the screen. You can give through Venmo at church180, Zelle and Chase QuickPay at offering180church.tv, at or if PayPal is your preferred method of giving, you can head over to our website at 180church.tv where there is a link to donate through PayPal. If you're a visitor joining us today, welcome. If you feel blessed by their service and you feel led to give, you can do so in the payment methods that I mentioned before. Our next announcement is about our prayer text hotline at 180church, which is available on text at 5397prayer, and also via email at prayer at 180church.tv. This is a resource for everybody, and especially during this difficult time where we need some prayer and support, there is a prayer team that's ready to help you and to pray for all the requests that you may have. Um, If your prayers have been answered, you can also share them on the text hotline, and we can celebrate the good news together. Next up is about small groups at 180 Church. These are smaller pockets of our community that meet on a weekly basis where we can dive a little bit deeper into the word and share how the message from that Sunday uh, spoke to us. We have a few different groups that are all meeting virtually now. And if you're not currently connected with the group, you can reach out to Pastor Billy at the email shown on the screen and he can get you plugged in into a group for you. We also have a YouTube channel at 180 Church NYC, where I'm sure most of you guys are watching us right now. And we also have two different Instagram pages at 180church and also at 180brg where there are really encouraging posts and verses that get shared there. So I hope you guys will follow us there and be encouraged. We also have the 180 Church podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends, where you can tune into a conversation and a dialogue that goes into, goes into the Word a little bit deeper with Pastor Lydia and Joe Lu, who is a member of our community here. It's always a great time just listening to them um, converse about how the message has spoke to them and has impacted them, and you can see how it can do the same for you. We also have a virtual 180 Cafe on the Discord app where you guys can come hang out at any time in different groups on different channels. And it's an easy way to stay connected with the community and also check in with one another.
1: In addition to this, uh, we we have a new addition, which is our SoundCloud. And it's a worship playlist of all the things that Pastor Lydia has played throughout this pandemic. So if you've been blessed by any song throughout this time, you'll see it there. Use it as a way to connect with God, to remember that God is with you, and to be blessed by Him and to bless others through this situation that's going on.
0: And last but not least, if you'd like to learn more about our church and want to sign up for our weekly emails, you can come visit us at LonnieChurch.tv. That's it for all of our announcements. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you all next week. Bye!
2: You've been dumb before, Charlie Brown, but this time you really did it! That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown.